Hello, I'm Dr. Wendy Hill. Welcome to How to Be Happy with Dr. Wendy. I'm here to support you in being the happiest, most balanced, most successful person possible. This series of podcasts is based on my book, The True Seeker's Guide to a Better Life. Here you will learn how your core beliefs are formed and how they influence every second of your existence. You will learn how to identify and transform your self-defeating core beliefs into core beliefs that support happy, healthy adult experience. Just listening to this podcast will give you the insight and inspiration you need to start to take control of your entire life and relationships. If you want, you can do the processes I suggest as we move along. Remember my website, wendyhill.com, and learn more about how you can grow emotionally and spiritually. Observing your family of the past. This process is similar to the regression process in that you will be observing your childhood experiences. Now you'll be observing your family under specific circumstances from both an adult and a child's perspective. You can learn much about your childhood by examining the simple moments of family life. It's helpful to know what it was like around the dinner table, how daily problems were addressed, what the emotional atmosphere was around the house, or how you felt when you were with your mother, father, and siblings. Sometimes what you learn is surprising. When we were children, we simply accepted our experience, never stopping to examine it. Now you can see your family experience for the first time through the conscious eyes of your adult self. Your actual experience may be quite different from what you now remember it to be. Preparation In this process, you will focus on your family of the past as a whole. The following are aspects of family life you will examine. The emotional atmosphere of your home your parents' expectations of you and their attitudes about themselves, others, and life. Conflicting chronic conditions. Discipline. How you reacted to individual family members and how your parents responded to each other. You'll respond to a series of questions while focusing on a specific memory. This process requires concentration. Take it slowly and be patient with yourself. It's best to take your time and rest after you've completed a series of questions. After each series of questions, write in your notebook before continuing to the next series of questions. Ready? Let's begin. Sit in your comfortable chair, close your eyes and relax. Remember a time when you were a young child before the age of nine. Watch the imaginary movie screen in your mind. Imagine that it's dinner time and you're sitting at the dinner table with your family. If your family ate separately, think of a time when your family gathered together. Observe where you sat in relation to other family members. Observe details of the room. The more detail you see, the more you'll remember. Stay focused on your family gathering. Observe the emotional atmosphere in your home. What was the emotional atmosphere? What thoughts or feelings were expressed? 
How did you feel about what was going on? Who spoke? And how did you and others respond? How did each family member react? How did you feel? Write your responses and observations in your notebook. Beginning again, close your eyes and refocus on your family gathering. Observe your parents' attitudes. What attitudes did your parents have about themselves, others, and life? How did they communicate their needs? How did they express feelings? How did they respond to life's problems? What did they seem to value? What were their goals? What were their expressed expectations of you? What were their unspoken expectations of you? What kind of remarks did they make about you to others or to you directly? What kind of remarks did they make about others? How did they feel about life? Write your responses and observations in your notebook. Ready to begin again? Close your eyes and observe your family as a whole. Look for conflicting chronic conditions. The following are examples of conflicting chronic conditions that often exist in family life. Poverty, results of divorce, ongoing illness, temperamental personalities, too much affection or smothering, too little affection or attention, denial of problems, abandonment, workaholism, sterile atmosphere, a raging parent, a powerless parent, under or over control, criticism, disapproval, sarcasm, shaming remarks or attitudes, competition, alcoholism, drug abuse, verbal, physical, or sexual abuse and neglect. What was your family life like on a daily basis? What were the conflicting conditions that were ongoing during your childhood? Write your responses and observations in your notebook. Ready to begin again? Close your eyes and refocus on your family as a whole. Observe discipline, specifically how your parents disciplined. Did your parents discipline? If so, how? Were you spanked, beaten, ignored, isolated, or criticized? Did you have a sibling that was mistreated? Did you ever have to watch another family member being hurt? abused or neglected? How did this affect you? What boundaries were set? If you crossed a boundary, what were the consequences? How did this affect you? Write your responses and observations in your notebook. Ready to begin again? 
close your eyes and imagine that you are about three or four years old. Imagine that you are alone in a room where the family typically gathers. Now you will learn how individual family members affected you. Observe where you are in the room and details of the room. Observe the placement of furniture, the color of things such as carpet, upholstery, and walls. Imagine that your mother is walking into the room. Observe her actions. Don't try to make up what she'd do. Simply observe what you see on the movie screen of your mind. What is your immediate emotional reaction? What does your mother do? How do you respond? What happens next? Observe until you have a clear picture of what your mind wants to show you. Then imagine that your mother is leaving the room. Take a deep breath and release. Write your responses and observations in your notebook. When you're ready to do this again, do the same process as you did with your mother, with your father, step-parents, brothers, sisters, grandparents, and any other person that was an important part of your childhood. Ready to begin again? Close your eyes and imagine that you're observing your parents together. How do they relate to each other? Are they affectionate, aloof, caring, or critical? How do they express their needs to one another? How do they attempt to solve problems? What can you see about the relationship that impacted the family? Write your observations in your notebook. Rick was amazed at what he discovered while doing this process. He saw his family in a way he'd never seen them before. He imagined himself as a child, sitting at the dinner table with his family. Mother and father were sitting at opposite ends of the table, while he and his two brothers and sisters sat at the sides. Immediately, Rick felt tense. Father had a stern look on his face while mother looked tired and overworked. Rick felt that everyone had to be careful or father would be critical. Although the family talked, a feeling of tension underscored how everyone related. Rick felt anxious and alone. He was afraid to speak for fear of being criticized, while at the same time he felt a need to be noticed and acknowledged. This process enabled Rick to see his childhood from a clearer adult perspective. He saw the source of an underlying tension he had felt since he could remember. He also saw the genesis of his constant longing for attention. Rick felt a great relief in what he saw. He said, It's not me. I'm not crazy. I've been reacting to the tension of my family all my life. This process opened the door for Rick to transform himself. He went on to complete the processes in this guide, and today Rick is more relaxed, spontaneous, and creative. His relationships have become more loving and playful. 
Rick's formerly frightened inner child has come out to play, to create, to love, and to be loved. What new things have you observed about your family experience? You may have confirmed some things you already knew, or you may have learned that your experience impacts you more strongly than you'd thought. Don't be surprised if you're amazed at what you discover. Most people are. Later, you will use what you've learned from doing this process to reprogram yourself. Be sure you've written your experiences in your notebook. You'll refer back to them during upcoming processes. Remember these important points. It's important to note the details of your family life. While doing the process, relax and observe. Your automatic mind will do your memory work for you. Observe what your mind shows you. The process, observing your family of the past, is a fact-finding process that allows you to view intimate family moments in time. You can get a real feeling of your family life by viewing this moment in your family's day. It can be mealtime, a holiday, or another repeated family ritual. You are about to witness real people doing this process. What you are about to hear is unrehearsed. These people generously volunteer to be recorded during intimate moments in their own family experience. They have done this to demystify this process for you. They will demonstrate how effortless it is to retrieve family memories that have long been forgotten. Each has learned to trust and let go through doing this process at other times prior to this recording. Even so, each person is gathering brand new information as they're being recorded. They each will close their eyes, focus their minds, and go back to a family gathering in their past. Most will use dinner time, as this is a time when many families gather together. Listening to people doing this process may remind you of your own family experience. Pay attention to your own response. If someone's process is particularly difficult to hear, that may be a clue that you're getting close to something of significance in your own past. If you find yourself feeling nothing, this may be a clue that you're getting close to something that is difficult for you to acknowledge. If your response is to think that these people are unique and overly sensitive, that can mean that you've denied your own feelings about something in your past. If you find yourself feeling a great deal of emotion, that can mean that you are very close to discovering an upsetting family event or condition that you need to heal. Whatever your response, observe it and ask yourself what you're learning. Remember to seek professional help if you feel the need. And so now, allow yourself to listen and learn. Okay, it's dinner time at our house. Everyone's it's pretty structured at the table. I feel fear because something me and my brother have done wrong in the day. My dad's home from work and I know my mom's going to tell my dad and I'll be punished again for something I've always been punished for. There's a lot of tension. My dad's had a hard day at work. My mother unleashes on him about trivial stuff that we've done. He's frustrated. 
probably because he has to he has to deal with the situation and punish us also. There's also conversation at the table. There's a lot of conversation. Our family is a structured entity away from the rest of the world, kind of. A lot of criticism of other people and the way they are. An isolation of sorts. My brother argues about the situations. He gets in trouble more for arguing. They always call him the lawyer. I wasn't very good at speaking, so I learned just to keep my mouth shut. And to withdraw to avoid getting into more trouble. My sister's the angel who always seems to come out unscathed from the things. She doesn't really say too much. Kind of just sits in her chair of glory. We have to eat everything that's on the table whether we like it or not. not just taste but eat every everything that's given to us even if we hate it it's a very controlled feeling atmosphere and a lot of control from my mother she's never worried about people's happiness only about being in control that's what seems to make her happy is being in control being affectionate and loving. I'm in, a, I'm in my living room. I'm around five years old. I'm watching TV. And my parents are both there and they're fighting. And I'm trying to watch TV. And my mother picks up the fish bowl that I won with the fish in it at the carnival. And she throws it at my dad. And it hits the fireplace and breaks at my fishes. <laughs> she has. <laughs> Broke everything. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so sad. I'm so scared and I'm so sad about it. I'm so scared. I decided that I had to just be stupid. And I'm not very smart, and I'm stupid, and I didn't see anything. I didn't. doesn't matter. And because I decided it's not safe around them, and 
The only way for me to survive is just to be stupid. I don't know anything. I'm 12 years old. It's Sunday afternoon. All the sports stories have been told for the week because that's the only thing we really involved ourselves with was the weekly sports events, either our own or what was on TV. By Sunday afternoon, the tension grows. My brother gets in a fight with Mom, as he usually does on Sunday afternoons. They start screaming at each other, louder and louder, until he goes to his room, slams the door, and starts throwing things around in the room. Mom walks over to the front door, glares at my father, and slams the door and takes off. My father sits there in a quiet stupor never knowing whether he should discipline my brother or teach mom how to be cool. So I have to do the only thing that I'm really good at, and I go out the door because if I know I don't find mom soon, it'll be hours before she comes back, and then everything will really be a mess. So I had to be the healer from the beginning, and that was just a typical Sunday afternoon. I'm in a large family. Everyone is pretty much a year apart, so a lot of young brothers and sisters. I'm the oldest. It's time to get ready for dinner. My sisters are cooking. Myself and my brothers are setting the table. And we're all very serious, watching the clock. Because we all knew that dinner had to be ready by 6 o'clock. If we were one minute late, there'd be hell to be paid. There wasn't a lot of laughter. No one is allowed to make any mistakes. Basically, um, we all feared that maybe uh, my father would be angry. So it wasn't a happy time uh, as a family together at mealtimes. It's Memorial Weekend. My mother puts a lot of emphasis on certain holidays. She always makes this great jello big bowl with fruit cocktail in it, and I like it so much. And I get up in the morning, and I, for years, have been able to be first up and get just the side of it and take out the grape and eat it and get away with it, but not this year. My mom gets up and opens the refrigerator, finds there's a hole in her jello, and <clears throat> really starts screaming how I ruined her holiday and how I ruined all of her holidays. And I'm going to pay this time and sits me down at the kitchen table and I have to eat the whole bowl of jello at 7 o'clock in the morning. And I'm eating it and eating it until I'm so sick I start throwing up. 
and she's screaming at the top of her lungs in the kitchen and telling me to continue eating. And so now I'm eating my throw up and I'm eating the jello and I'm crying and now I'm sent to my room and I ruined her holiday and my brother's coming over later and a few hours later my brother's here and he's happy-go-lucky and I love him so much and he hugs me and holds me and they start to go through their usual routine of arguing with each other and I just sit back in another room so that I'm not in her way anymore to <clears throat> cause more problems for this holiday. And my brother and her talk politics and argue. And they just fight all the time and argue all the time. and Just another holiday. So I've pretty much kept my feelings to myself and stayed in a shell. And I've learned that I like men better than I do women because my brother, I just adored him and looked up to him. Thank you for listening. Remember that you're worthy and loved beyond your own understanding. This is a universal truth. It is meant for you to know and experience this truth in your whole being. If you want to learn more about this experience and how to be truly happy, please go to my website, wendyhill.com. Meanwhile, practice warrior spirit and talk with love to that little child within you.